Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its Opry ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Cavs a podcast. I'm Nate Smith, and I'm here with one evil genius. Evil genius. There you go. Um, and evil genius was more of a genius than me when it came to the NFL draft because I did not realize, or I guess remember, until we were talking just now that uh, the Browns do not have a first round pick. Uh, their first well, round pick is Odell Beckham Jr. So basically, yeah. I mean, we'll see. They might still. John Dorsey might still surprise us all and trade back into the first round, but probably only if there's the right guy there to to do it. Yeah. So what do you feel like they need? Like depth, basically at this point. I mean, line. you know, I feel like mostly mostly defense. Um, offensive line. Eh, I don't know. I mean, you know, they got. I think they found something with Greg Robinson last year, and then you know, at left tackle, and then they signed. Even though they they traded away. Um, Austin Corbett, uh, or not uh, Austin Corbett, uh, Kevin Zeitler in the OBJ trade. They, they, um, well, I guess it wasn't in the OBJ. It was part of it. It was part of that the Olivier Vernon trade for the defense. But, um, but they are moving last year's second round draft pick Austin Corbett up to take his place, and then they signed like these three pretty decent uh, backup. Uh, guards and tackles too in the in free agency. So, I mean, I imagine they'll draft a tackle at some point, but I don't think it'll be in the first or second pick. But we'll see. Unless somebody that they think is really good just slides. So. Yeah, I mean, I would guess most people are saying they're going to go heavily on the defensive side because it's a pretty deep defensive draft, and they they need depth in the secondary and at linebacker and on the line. So. That would be my guess. They'll probably they'll probably go that direction with whoever they if they stay at forty nine, which I doubt John Dorsey does. But I think most people are thinking he'll probably instead of trying to spend a lot of draft capital to move up back into the first round tonight, that they'll wait. He'll wait and maybe move up a ten spots tomorrow in the second round if they there's still a guy that he wants there. So. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Tomorrow is rounds two and three, right? Yeah, two and three tomorrow, and, and then, then they do the rest four, of Friday. five, six, and seven on Saturday, yeah. That's where the real draft diehards uh, that's <laughs> keep right. watching. But that's, um, where the, that's where guys in the front office, that's where they usually oh, yeah. make their bones, you know, like where they, they find the diamonds in the rough, you know, and, and, uh, and that's where they... I mean, infamously, the Patriots found Tom Brady in the sixth round. So yeah. he was arguably the greatest, you know, greatest quarterback ever to play the game. So yeah, uh, the Chiefs drafted uh, Jared Allen in the fifth round as a long snapper. Yep, and that guy who's one or two-time Defensive Player of the Year. 
probably yeah. a Hall of Famer. <laughs> so yeah, it's crazy. Like it's just you just never know who you can who you're gonna get. So and yeah, it, it's very different from the NBA draft where you know guys being and I guess we're seeing a little bit tonight. Jokic is a late second rounder. Uh, yeah, you know, being all star caliber, but that happens much less frequently. I mean, you see guys even undrafted free agents in uh, in the NFL become impact players. So. Or this, uh, what's his name, Derek White kid for the Spurs. Yeah, although he was a first-round draft pick. He was just a late. Yeah, at the end, yeah, I guess. Yeah, like 29th. Yeah, the, the Spurs doing what the Spurs do, you know. Yeah. So, um, Did that Lonnie Williams guy or whatever his name is, Walker guy, play for them this year or not uh, at all? No, he hurt his knee uh, in the first half of the season and – or actually, he hurt his knee in training camp, I think, and he did not play very much. I think what he did play, he played in uh, um, the G League. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Excuse me. Um, so, yeah. Uh, oh, I want to ask you a question. So, you follow Browns at all. Why does everybody hate Tony Grossi? Because he asks stupid questions, <laughs> has bad takes. I mean, like, really bad takes. And is notorious for blocking anybody who dislikes his, uh, his tweets. So <laughs> he's just, he's just a guy who's like beyond his time has passed and his takes are, have always been terrible, but they've gotten particularly worse in the last probably five years or so as he's become, you he know, very more of a, he, he's very curmudgeonly and he's part of the whole, you know, pay for, you know what land on demand nonsense oh, yeah, with those guys and i mean none of those guys are are worth listening to in my opinion so <laughs> i certainly wouldn't spend the 850 a month or whatever they're charging so no i'm i i there was a time i listened to a lot of really big show but it it's been like it just never seems to change and it's <laughs> and not on that i actually thought it got a lot worse when Gerard Cherry went off the show and they brought uh, uh, Aaron Goldhammer back and I was like, I, oh I, yeah, yeah. I actually thought Gerard Cherry was interesting and had interesting things. <laughs> yeah, to he say. was. And they actually had somebody who, in some respects, actually knew what he was talking about. And now I feel like no one on that show knows what they're talking about. No. <laughs> and when Grossi comes on as a guest, it's like it's just it's just an hour, just an hour of dumb <laughs> and he just seems very low energy like he just sucks the joy out of the room well he's the guy that that said he he said he'd quit if the browns picked baker mayfield and <laughs> baker mayfield whenever tony like makes some kind of crack on on twitter about Baker, he's like, why? Why are you still working? I thought you were going to retire. I guess, I guess you're. I guess nothing you say is truth. So, yeah, indeed, it's funny. <laughs> that is funny. Um, yeah, interesting uh, to hear. I, I mean, I followed the the only Browns follow I guess I have is that you know I I'm interested in the games and I hear the water cooler talk at work and then basically most of the people I follow on Twitter around the Cavs also, you know, have their Browns comments and oh sure all that. But it's, it, you know, it's an interesting lens to be distilled. And uh, occasionally hearing sports and, you know, the Browns were actually a national team last year because of Hard Knocks and because of Baker Mayfield and because, uh, you know, oh, their yeah. unexpected offensive competence. Um, yeah. Well, I've been I've been a diehard diehard Browns fan. Oh, I know you have much yeah. much longer than than uh, being a diehard Cavs fan. Yeah, I I mean I always shouldn't say much longer. I, I I've been a Browns fan since like 1975 when I started going to games with my dad at the age of five or six. Yeah. But uh, but I've been a Cavs Cavs fan since probably the early mid 80s. So. Okay, and Tribe fan 70s. No, I mean, I guess I, I guess I really didn't get into the tribe as much. I mean, we would go to games, but I, it was more just to run around the empty stadium, you know? Because you could go up the there for 90s? like. No, no, the. No, no, no. I'm saying when you got there was the late '90s. Oh no, okay. no. I, I'd say. I mean, I remember like the the, the Lenny Barker perfect game and. You know, like the the infamous Corey Snyder 
and uh, what's his name? Uh, who was that guy? Joe. Oh, I. <laughs> Charbonneau, Joe Charbonneau. Okay, those guys, yeah. like, yeah. I remember those guys, but like, I don't think I was like super into the Indians until probably the probably the late '80s, early '90s. Okay. Like right before the 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 Jake and everything, like, and then obviously you know, you know, it was hard not to be a rabid Indians fan, but yeah, that's probably my my chronology: Browns, Cavs, then Indians. That's awesome. Um, yeah, my wife and I last night probably we uh, on IFC they're playing uh, Major League, and yeah. we started watching Major League, and I it had probably been a good. 10, 15 years since I'd seen it, and I'm like, God, I forgot how good this movie is. <laughs> like, like it's just so like it's the characters are so well done, um, yeah. And and they really get the feel of Cleveland, especially early on in the movie. They get the feel of Cleveland, kind of note perfect for the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, and then of course that that beautiful. Uh, Randy Newman song, you know, roll on big river. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, and it's just, I, I, and those guys are so good. I mean, I, Tom Berenger kind of at the height of his powers and, um, and, you know, Charlie Sheen when he was still young <laughs> and even, even Corbin Burnson at the tail end of his LA law fame. So, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was, no, it was stacked with, with stars, man. Yeah. And even, uh, who's the guy that's in all the, uh, all state commercials or Prudential commercials. Oh yeah. Dennis Haysburg. Yeah. Dennis Haysburg. Yeah. I mean, well, wasn't Wesley Snipes in it too? Oh yeah, absolutely. Wesley Snipes, uh, Willie Mays Hayes. That's right. <laughs> and then of course played by Omar Epps in the, uh, in the, in the sequel. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Cause <laughs> Wesley got too big for that. <laughs> He had too much passion your 57 work. I guess. <laughs> too busy dodging his taxes. <laughs> and slaying vampires. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, what a great movie. And I, I didn't get to watch the second half of it. I only, only watched, like, the first third. And I was like, man, this is a good movie. I'm going to have to yeah. sit down and, and just dig into it. It's a good watch. I mean, oh, yeah. They, well, you know, as far as baseball movies go, too, like I mean, it's not forget just being a Cleveland Indians movie. Like it's just fun to, you know, it's just a fun, funny movie. Well, and I think the other thing is it really kind of kicked off that era too because you had that, and then just right after they got the Jake, and then those those great uh, Omar and Albert yeah, and Berga uh, and Bell Lofton. Bell, yeah, Lofton, yeah, exactly. Those great teams uh, started coming around, and, and yeah, and that movie kind of kicked it off. So it was a lot of fun. Still hard to believe there was a team on which your seven, eight, nine hitters were Manny Ramirez, Jim Tomei, and Sandy Alomar Jr. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that team. That was a, that was just so a loaded. sick lineup. Yeah, yeah, and and then now we all uh, stick a pin in our Jose Mesa bobblehead doll or uh, voodoo doll. <laughs> Yeah. Joe Table. Well, it's funny. So how far are we into this without mentioning the cab yet? Well, that's true. But, I mean, it is very, uh, you know, there hasn't been a ton of Cavs news in the last week. I mean, I think the only real news was that they got permission to interview uh, the assistants for the the uh, Oh, right, Blazers. for Denver? Yeah. Uh, no, for oh. the Blazers. Most oh, for the recently. Blazers, right. Yeah. Right. Well, thank God they didn't hire Luke Walton. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, seeming like uh, <laughs> Lakers. Lakers gonna late because there's plenty of Lakers news this week, and then you know, uh, Vlade gonna Vlade. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Perhaps didn't do his due diligence. Although. Um. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that situation. I don't really want to comment other than no. to say I hope the truth comes out and justice is served. But yeah. uh, I have heard, you know, I have heard from some local guys uh, that uh, you know, didn't want to tell me the issues behind it, but didn't really enjoy the Luke Walton and Cleveland experience. Um, really? From some guys that, that covered the team. So I was I was. A little perplexed for that, but they wouldn't go into detail, so I, I found that interesting. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was Nate Tibbetts, and and I believe Nate Tibbetts was a Cavalier assistant 
in the first LeBron era? I think so. Or maybe in between the LeBron eras? Yeah, at, at some point he was a Cavs assistant. And then uh, David Vanderpool for the... Uh, yeah, I've heard that name a lot, the Vanderpool name. But yeah, I'm I'm a little concerned. You still think it's going to be Jordy? Um, Jordy Fernandez? Yeah. I don't know. I think they're casting a wide net from what it sounds like. I think what they'll do is they will kind of throw that out there and probably do two rounds interviews because uh, it right. sounds like a lot of teams are being pretty deliberate with their coaching search right now. Um, yeah. And it look it's looking like it's behooving them to be deliberate uh with, with what's happening with the the guys that are being hired quickly um and they'll come back and do a, a second round and kind of see how it goes. I really hope that they give uh Becky Hammond an interview and uh and uh some of the Spurs assistants uh Atori Messina, although I think Atori Messina probably if he gets hired is not going to want to go to a developing situation. Um, I wouldn't think so. But I don't know how many jobs there are in the NBA either. I mean, and it doesn't seem like there's a lot of coaching vacancies that are going to be. No, but there will be. Yeah. I mean, there always is. (laughs) And I I could certainly see one coming about in Philly, um, depending on how that second round goes. Um, And as uh, Ben Worth predicted in his uh, Cavs the vlog last week, um, if, if, Embiid isn't healthy, they probably aren't getting out of the second round because he was kind of dragging his carcass up and down the floor that whole series. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, the the Nets were just not experienced enough and not really big enough inside to, to deal with him. Um, Aaron Baines is going to be huge in that, uh, <laughs> that Boston series. So. <laughs> Do you think Boston's no, Boston got a real gonna, shot against... Boston's uh, going to play Milwaukee. That's right. And then yeah. the second round is going to be... Help me out here. Uh, Sixers and Raptors. That's right. That's right. So um, I don't think Boston has a great shot in that series. And the main reason being... No, I don't think they have enough guys at the four to throw at Giannis. No Marcus Smart to flop around? Well, and no... Uh, you know, they only have... Do they have both? Uh, oh, what are their names? The the stupid twins. Did they have both? Both the Morris. Oh twins? no, no, no. The other Morris twin was in uh, DC, I think. Yeah. Okay. No, but he got released. Oh no! But then he signed with uh, a, some team in the West, I think. Yeah. Oh, OKC. OKC. Yeah. Well, that yeah. proved to be a smart. Or not? Because <laughs> OKC got knocked out. Oh, yeah. on that ridiculous uh, Dame Lillard shot. Dame Lillard shot. And and I am going to be writing a random thoughts article. Um, but one of the things I think you're going to see in the next few years is long three specialists, um, like Dame Lillard, and because one of the things I was reading is was it uh, long threes are offensive rebounded almost 30% of the time as opposed to 15% of the time for, uh, for regular threes. So, (laughs) you know, there may be advantages to shooting long threes. So we, we may see, I just think it's ridiculous. I think it, I think it turns the game into a a circus act. Well, in some respects, but if you got a guy that can shoot 42% out there, which is what Dame Lillard is, is shooting him this year. There's no way to, there's no way to, to put a defense up against that. Sure. You just have to guard him all the way out there. Well, Paul George guarded I thought, Dame Lillard all the way out there. But and... I thought he should have closed. I didn't think Paul George had the best defense he could have had. I think he didn't think there was any know. way he's hitting that shot. And He had a hand up. I mean, yeah, he, had, he, he, he almost closed, got it. He should have closed sooner. Like, I don't uh, know why in that situation you don't force a guy to hit a runner going to his weak hand. Um rather than, you know, getting a getting a three look at a guy who's known for making long as a guy who's making known for making long. But, yeah, but you know, I see your runner point a runner is still gonna be more a higher percentage shot than than a thirty seven footer. Yeah, but Dame Lillard was shooting he was over forty percent on long threes this year. I, I feel like you gotta take a guy out of his comfort zone a little bit. Like you can't just sit and let him measure that. But you know, yeah. it's a, I'm I'm second guessing as well. I mean, obviously I wasn't out there, or or he wouldn't have scored. But 
Well, if the if the game turns into that, I'll be have even less interest in watching it. <laughs> I I don't. I, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. I mean, if I think if the game does turn into that, uh, I, let let me put it this way: I think there are probably five guys in the league that can make that shot on a semi regular basis. Uh, well, right now there is, but if yeah, if it as you say the trend continues, that won't last for long. There will be guys in the college ranks who only do that. I I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, Look at Trey Young. Oh, yeah, but he was not very good. He wasn't a very good shooter this year. So but he got better as the year progressed. He did get better as the year progressed. So, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, we'll there's see. a certain amount of, like, just getting used to a new league or a new level oh, of competition got to go through, I think. Absolutely. I mean, look at Sexton. Sexton got way better shooting threes in the second half of the year. Yeah. Not 37-footers, but still threes, healthy yeah. threes. It, and maybe they'll have to move the line back again. I don't know. Or just make it a four-point? Well, they can't move it back any further on the sides. Unless they get a wider court, yeah. Yeah, but do you think they would they would actually change the dimensions of the court? They'd have to, re, they'd have to rethink arenas everywhere. Because then, <laughs> yes, then you're would. starting to it, cut into... It has, I have heard it discussed where they basically take the arc all the way out to the sides. And, but and, then you're getting into... Um, but then you're getting into... Having to having to move back prime seats and making less seats, which results in less ticket sales, I, I'm, which I'm means not, higher. But there would prices. be more courtside seats then, because it would be a wider area. You mean on either on either baseline? Yeah, right. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just uh, I'm just saying ideas I've heard in the last five years. I mean, I I think the dimensions of the court are fine and. And I don't worry about the game. Although this brings up an interesting conversation because, you know, we had an email this week from, from Mallory Factor and he was saying, he was talking about the ratings being down a good, uh, what, 18 to 30% I've heard uh, in the NBA. And part of that, he said it's because it's more about talking about the league instead of actually watching the games. Now, I mainly think the problem was that a lot of the first round matchups weren't very good and a lot of the lower tiered NBA uh lower tiered opponents weren't very good especially in the east but uh I mean, do you think he has a point I mean I don't know uh, I think the reason I think half the reason the ratings are down is because there's no LeBron well okay yeah very I think the point. other ha- another Ser- like like serious factor is the sort of the inevitability of the Golden State Warriors, which look the Clippers are giving them all they can handle when because they stop. It's like they it's like they get to a point and they stop competing because they feel like they've beaten this team and then they come back and have gotten them twice now. So you know I think you'll see them close them out in six, but geez, that's being taken to six games by by an eight seed is probably. Almost definitely not what Steve Kerr and and the guys in charge there were hoping for. Well, but. and especially because this is in you know, Seth, Seth Curry is I'm sorry, Steph Curry is not a uh, spring chicken anymore. <laughs> you know, he has a bit of a you know history of nagging injuries. I don't know if he's so much the problem though. Is like like Draymond doesn't seem to be no, yeah, Draymond as good getting lit up. Yeah, Lou Williams. I mean, I felt like every time Lou Williams scored in the last game, it was because Draymond had switched on him, and Lou just took yeah. him to the rack. Well, um, and I think their bench is finally like I feel. I feel like Iguodala is finally showing his age, and you know, I mean, what's Steph's what thirty one, thirty two? Not that old. Twenty nine, thirty. No, I'll go. Yeah, I think he's twenty nine. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, it just seems like it's a combination of just... He's 31. Wow. He just turned Is he really? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while. I, know. I mean, you think about it. It's a five-year like run. They're on played the against the Cavs for, yeah. you know, for, what, four years before this year. So, um, I don't know. I mean, look, I, 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 I could see his point about that, that it's more about the... Uh, the thing that makes it unwatchable for me, and I, I have... I've, I'll admit I, I've watched very little, and I turned on the uh, I turned on uh, Rockets Utah game 
the other night and watched, you know, James Harden just just sell like do the, sell the worst foul call. Yeah, like, lawyer ball. Yeah, exactly. It's a great name for it. Like. And I immediately oh, shut it off because I'm like, before, term before? I hadn't heard that. No, I hadn't. No, I mean, it's, it's exactly what James Harden does. Yeah, I didn't invent that. But it's the com- it's a combination of like lawyer ball and ridiculous threes and guys playing, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I know those games have been lower scoring, but it's just it's not it's uninteresting to me. There's no. You think they've made the game too. They've taken too much physicality out of the game. Oh, absolutely. Interesting. I mean, um, so I had, but then again, I'm a I'm a product of the, you know, the the 80s and 90s when, you know, teams <laughs> like boys. with like the yeah the bad boys or the or the Bulls or the Knicks. I mean, these teams beat the crap out of each other for yeah. you know for you three rounds. Like Mark Price would probably be one of the best players in the league right now. <laughs> oh my God, Mark Price today would be one of those guys. No, he would be. From... Yeah, he would be. He was Steph Curry before Steph Curry. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, he was he would he could have been I mean he was yeah. he, I, he I still argue he he's on par with with Steve Nash and probably would have been better had he not been almost decapitated by Rick Mahorn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um I, I completely understand it. And if Steph Curry had played back then, he would have been decapitated. Yeah. Oh no <laughs> I mean, question. The the minute well, he started the first time, dancing. The first time, yeah, first time he shimmied, he'd he'd be laid out by Bill, uh, Bill Lambeer forearm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I there's a great quote from Colin McGowan yesterday, um uh former CTB editor. Um Lou Williams and uh Montrez Harrell have t- viciously targeted the Warriors' only weakness, liking basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was really, really well put and funny. I mean, and it's totally true. And you can see, I mean, has, well, the other thing is they, the NBA has, I think LeBron has spoiled the NBA a lot and him not being in the playoffs right now is a warning sign to the NBA that, Hey, when LeBron's not around, you need a better product. Because one of the things that's happening is just the disdain for the media and you know you see the Russell Westbrook next question and you yeah. know and the way that Kevin Durant carries himself on a daily basis this total sense of entitlement and uh just <laughs> he he's the most aggrieved person who has everything in the world you know that I've that I've seen in pro sports in a long time yeah i mean i, I and i don't like Seth Curry the I'm sorry, Steph Curry, the player on the court, he annoys the piss out of me, but he is very engaging with the fans, um, you know, has a very professional attitude um, and doesn't pull a lot of this BS that, you know, Draymond Green and uh, Clay Thompson, guilty of it a little bit. Uh, I, I feel like the NBA stars have lost sight a little bit of who's paying their salary. And yeah, it's TV money, but the next contract isn't going to be as good as the last one if they're not getting ratings. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nope. Oh, I agree. And I agree. And yeah, maybe a few too many Twitter beefs. And, uh, and just I mean, kind of a lot of ridiculous. And the things. average the average NBA fan isn't going to care a whole lot about that, anyways. It's more about the like I think it goes back to what you said, which is the, the product that's being put on the floor. And this should be an exciting time because there's, I mean, certainly in the East, anyone could win it. Yeah. And in the West, if the, the, um, you know, if, if Golden State continues to stumble, I mean, they're going to have their hands full with Houston in the next round. Well, yeah. So. And the longer they play, the longer Houston rests, you know. Yeah. And they've got old guys getting minutes on that team that, uh, you know, have injury histories between, you know, Chris Paul and Eric Gordon and, and even James Harden a little bit. So certainly you don't want to give that kind of team more ammunition. Plus, the other thing, oh my gosh, Montrez Harrell is a beast and is showing what a problem a guy like Kent, Clint Capella, a really active big man who plays with a lot of energy, can be for the Warriors, uh, especially with uh, uh, Boogie Cousins out. Because I don't think they counted on, you know, Andrew Bogut having to play this much. 
And Andrew yeah. Bogut is not the Andrew Bogut from, you know, even three years ago. He's he's better than he was uh, when he was with the Cavs, and he seems a little more healthy, but he he don't have a ton of lateral quickness left. Everything is antip- anticipation and knowing angles and experience with him and yeah. being really tall. But he he's about as uh, as stiff as a board when he's out on the court. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, I guess it'll just be an, an interesting thing to see what happens with, um, you know, with, with especially in the West, because I think, I mean, you look at it, you say, well, if Golden State provided they get by the Clippers, which I think they will, and Houston, I mean, that feels like the, that feels like it should be the, you know, the, the Western Conference Finals, but yeah. there'll be another round, there'll be another round after that, and if it winds up being, if it winds up being Houston against Portland, I mean, talk about lawyer ball and thirty-seven foot <laughs> yeah. threes. Like, I, I there's no chance I'm watching that. Yeah, and meanwhile, it's looking like uh, the Spurs are going to take this to Game Seven. With uh, they're up nineteen on Denver, and with about five and a half in the in the fourth to go. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, and that's been somewhat of a a disappointing series as well. And I believe the winner of this well, played... not for the Spurs. <laughs> no, no, no. I for actually, it's been the only competitive series of the first round. It feels like, yeah. um, other than you know the two <laughs> the two victories on Golden State's home court by the Clippers. But yeah, I mean the this this is bit it's disappointing for Denver, but. I I think it's fun. Which either team wins, I'm looking forward to the next round. I mean, I actually kind of hope Denver wins just because I think if they keep improving, they can uh, you know give Houston a run for their money. But I I don't know if the Spurs just have enough just to do that. But you never know. The Spurs might be one of those teams that can figure out. Uh, They're a vampire, man. You can't kill them. Yeah, you can't kill them and. If there's a team that can figure out how to start Harden, that that's probably the team. Probably. And, and Although, man, how how bad is his shooting in the playoffs? Yeah, it's not good. And how bad was that entire Utah series? It was a that was a dog of a series. Oh I mean, yeah. Well, I, I I did I did hear that um, Jay Crowder was up to his old tricks, like shoving people around. But. Yeah. <laughs> Putting his toe on the three point line. Yeah. Did Corver play for them at all? I didn't. Um, I didn't see. I know there was a story on Corver uh, on the front of Hoops Hype. So let me go see what that was. Um, of course, all the news is uh, right now that uh, John Havlicek has passed away. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. At uh, how old is he? Sixty, seventy-nine. Yeah. Still, seventy-nine is pretty good life. Yeah, no, and uh, Havlicek stole the ball, and uh, oh, Corver right. is uh, considering retirement. Um, That's probably for the best. Yeah. Although, if they, you know, if they, they keep going on the, the thirty-seven, uh, the thirty-seven uh, foot direction, he might be one of those guys that could still knock it down. But well, yeah. Um, although he does have a partial guarantee on his contract next year, um, I'm I wouldn't be surprised if he you know, tries to come back and get somebody to buy that out. Um, but who knows? Who yeah. knows? I mean, I actually, I feel like Corver is a guy that wouldn't, if there's a guy that wouldn't do that, who would just kind of say, Hey, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to retire. Uh, it, it might be Corver. <laughs> so yeah. on the off chance, the team that he's playing for does pick it up. But yeah, the, the jazz super disappointing in the postseason. but I was pretty skeptical of Ben's, upset prediction right (laughs) (laughs) i mean just because they just seem like one of those teams that peaks in the regular season well they just had a they had a semi-disappointing regular season based on how last year went yeah because donovan donovan mitchell wasn't nearly as good this year and and he was worse in the playoffs so yeah they need uh it feels like they need another piece i mean i i certainly think that mike conley would have helped them Right, um, if they'd have done the Conley for Rubio deal or whatever they were yeah, talking about. I mean, I, I think they they probably blinked when they should have shouldn't have, but I also don't think they wanted to pay that um, salary. So yeah, well, hard to know. I mean, it's a lot of teams are are you know sort of right there, but or that one piece short. 
So, yeah, but we'll see. I mean, but, it should be an interesting second round there anyways. Well, who, who do you favor in the East moving forward? In the East. Um, that's an interesting question. Cause that's um, all set, right? I mean, it's Boston. I, I, yeah. Milwaukee, I think it's and... going to be Milwaukee and then in Toronto, or do you think the Raptor, do you think, uh, the Sixers can, <laughs> I want to say, Toronto. Out? I think it's going to be Toronto. Although, I don't feel like Toronto has anybody that can match up to uh, Joel Embiid, but I also feel like <laughs> I don't know, man. Siakam's yeah. been a terror. No, no, no. I, I mean Siakam. You mean just defensively? Good. Yeah, defensively. I mean Siakam. I was about to say I don't feel like they have anybody on the Sixers you can match up with Siakam. I mean Siakam right now is looking like he's going to be an All NBA player by next year. I mean, yeah. one of the top three teams. I mean, he just looks unguardable. I mean, for one thing, he's got he's like built like a thicker Kevin Durant. Yeah. Um, and he just can seem right now seems to be able to score from anywhere and has one of the better mid post games in the league. I mean, he can spin on dunk on anybody and and finish. Just got an unblockable baby hook too. So yeah, I mean, he yeah, actually sure. seems like he has more post moves than Kevin Durant, although. Kevin Durant really only needs a turnaround because uh, yeah. it's so long. But yeah, I mean, well, they still have Gasol to throw at Embiid. I know he's not going to stop him, but he could slow him down a little bit. Well, and, and Gasol is also a guy that's going does have the beef to bang with uh, Embiid down low, and is also going to pull him out of the pull him out of the key if he can if his three point shot is going. So right. So yeah, I I do think uh, Toronto will win that series. I also don't think um, I don't think the Sixers are mature enough either. I mean, you saw a lot of antics. I mean, if you're how do I put this? Uh, if you're Simmons um, and you're getting into a Twitter war with uh, Jared Dudley, and yeah. you're using Jared Dudley's <laughs> comments to motivate you, you you have already lost and. Well, that was with Simmons, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, I thought you said Embiid. Sorry. No, I said Simmons. Um, And it's funny because Jared Dudley still seems like he's right that Simmons is much better in the in the full court, and it seems like most of what Simmons was doing was pushing the ball. And and hey, if that's your game, that's great. But I mean, Toronto has the flexibility to play that possession game and. Put a guy, you know, back a guy off Simmons and and play the passing lanes well enough to make yeah. him less effective. So, I know it sounds simplistic, but I think it's all going to be about it's all going to be about the point guards in that series, like who can hit more shots. Because Kyle Lowry had a brutal first round, and so did Simmons up until that last game or two, shooting shooting the ball. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be who can make shots, and like you said, if 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 the Sixers can slow down Siakam, and if if Toronto can slow down Embiid, yeah, and but, if Embiid's healthy, if Embiid's healthy, yeah, and the other thing is going to be, um, you know, Butler versus Leonard, and Kawhi Leonard, in my pinch is frankly a better player. Oh yeah, so no question. I mean, if if Kawhi Leonard is the Kawhi Leonard that we know he can be, a top ten NBA player, um, then I don't see how the Sixers can win that series because. I feel like they have probably the two best players in that series in Siakam and and Leonard right now. Yeah. And, and I would just depending like on to how see, healthy Joel Embiid is. So. I would just like to see a a a, 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 a Milwaukee Toronto Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, I I think that is by that far would at least be best, worth watching. Yeah, that's by far the best. Yeah, the best possible outcomes in terms of matchup. Although. There is uh, President Stevens could uh, could do that. He may have met his coaching match though in, in Coach Bud. So yeah, and and I will say you know Kyrie Irving had a fantastic uh, first round, and Kyrie Irving. The one thing you'll say about him, he may not be the best player in that Milwaukee series, but he's definitely the best closer. And that's the one thing that Kyrie Irving gives you is he's probably better in the last five minutes than he, he's probably that one of the top five guys in the NBA in the last five minutes of a game. I would say if the Bucks had Brogdon, it would be a sweep. Yeah, but they don't, and that's the issue. I know, but yeah. they still have Bledsoe, and they yeah. still have um, they have another... Uh, uh, Hill. <laughs> yeah, and our buddy George Hill. Yeah, hey, 
I, I like George Hill. His stint was in Cleveland was fine. Yeah, George I mean, Hill's not gonna. He's not the defensive guy he used to be, though. No, no, no. And certainly, um, but I, I have no qualms about his time in Cleveland. I mean, he had bad games and stuff, but he always carried himself well and had a good attitude and did have some real good games too. So, I mean, it, he's not an NBA champion. He's known Matthew Dellavedova, but. <laughs> They wish they had Delhi so, now to guard Kyrie. Have you watched Houston at all? Does uh, the Rockets? Yeah. Does no? I I try not to. <laughs> yeah, I guess my question is: is uh, does how oh, whoever played for the Cavs? God, now it's gonna kill me that they traded out there. Uh <laughs> oh, uh, they didn't trade him, but he wound up getting traded from Sacramento. Uh, or Chump from Sacramento. Yeah, Chump, right? No, no, he was part of that three-way deal, like the. Cavs got, Cavs got. Uh, they sent Burks. Amon Shumpert. They got yeah. back. Well, they sent Burks to, and they sent Burks to Sacramento. Sacramento sent Shumpert to Houston, and Houston yeah. sent. Oh, and they have uh, Chris. That's the other. Well, they sent Chris and um, and Knight to the Cavs. Yeah, and where did Burks end up? In Sacramento. Oh, in Sacramento. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So does Shump play for them at all? I. I think he has been. Yeah, I, no, I mean, not a that. lot, but I think he'll, he'll play minutes sorry, when they need I'm him sorry. to. Sorry, let me rephrase. Does NBA champion Iman Shumpert play <laughs> for Houston at all? I think so. Although they have that Daniel House guy that they yeah. got off the scrap heap, who's been playing real well for them, I guess. Yeah, and <laughs> take a guess at Shumpert's field goal percentage with the Rockets. I mean, it can't be over forty percent, right? It's Thirty-five. <laughs> Yikes. That's pretty bad. Well, I mean, he's that not was there regular for, season, but he's not there for offense. He's not there to shump anybody, <laughs> and it is, uh, or he's only there to shump people. Right? He's zero for one in the playoffs. He's only he's only played eight and a half minutes in the playoffs, so he only gets garbage time. So, okay. and take a guess on how old Amon Shumpert is. He's not that old. No, he's twenty eight. I was like, going to say because he was twenty four when the Cavs got him. Yeah, it. and he came out I think as a sophomore or junior, but yeah, he's. Uh, well, he's an old 28. <laughs> he's an old soul. He was actually playing pretty well in Sacramento. He I was, was surprised as, he got rid of Yeah, as was um, Garrett Temple before he ended up in uh, – Garrett Temple played well for Memphis because yeah. he's, he's the guy that came over in that trade. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens with old old Shump. Um, I, hopefully we'll see – hopefully they'll need him at some point in the playoffs. Houston? Yeah, hopefully. I will enjoy that if they do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so what do we know about the Cavs' coaching search? I don't think we know much. I mean, other than, you know, the Cavs in a wide net. Um, I, I haven't heard any other news. I mean, have you? Um, I Just what you said today about them getting permission to interview Nate Tibbetts and David Vanterpool from the, the Trailblazers. Uh, yeah, and then... Um, and, and did they wind up interviewing Jawan Howard or no? Um, I don't know if they did or not. No, I thought Jawan Howard was in the running for the Lakers job. Oh, maybe. Yeah, no, but they, oh, they wanted then, to talk to him too, though. I thought. Yeah, and then of course there was the um, the <laughs> Rick Pitino rumor. That was that was the other. That was floated out there by Pitino and his crony Peter Vesey. <laughs> Which they, is it's so our, the Cavs of. The Cavs have, have have said none of that's true. Well, and and why would it be? I mean, as well, as, as I said, yeah. But Peter Vesey reporting something now has as much credence as reading something off the urinal wall in uh, in the in what is it? Not the queue. It's the the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Right. Oh, God, I'm used to that. <laughs> yeah. It it it. You really do. I it'll. It'll always be the cue to me. <laughs> It'll always be the Richfield Coliseum to me. Well, I don't. That's a totally different building. It'll be the cue. Oh, what about Gundarina? It'll be the cue because they won a championship there. That's me. true. So Gundarina always sounded like, like NBA a bad champion venere- quick and loans arena. Yeah, Gundarina always sounded like a bad venereal disease to me. <laughs> I I liked the gun, but that was because I kind of first started following the Cavs when they were. Uh, when they were at well, the gun. They, when Joe Tate used to used to shout it when he would back in the like the eighties when he'd be like live at the Richfield Coliseum, you know, and 
there's just something about that going to Richfield, driving up 303 to to go see Cavs games. Because I went to, I was there when they they beat the Celtics and Larry Bird in his last game at the Richfield Coliseum. Oh yeah, I remember that. I was I was very disappointed. He could barely walk. Yeah, he could. Yeah. Well, I was a Celtics fan then. So. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was a Celtics fan in the 80s and early 90s and actually through the 90s, but my best friend was a Cavs fan, huge Mark Price fan. So I, in 2003, when I moved here, when they got LeBron, they also traded like half the Celtics that year got traded to the Cavs. Oh, that's um, right. And that's kind of why I was like, okay, well, they have LeBron in. Also, like half the guys I like on the Celtics are here now. I might as right. well just uh, root for my boy Eric Williams. So <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Wait, who well, one of the more mature people on that team. They had a they had a lot of goofballs on that first LeBron team. Oh yeah, I mean, and Ricky Davis was like five goofballs in one. But well, him and uh, what was it, uh, Miles Darius Miles? <laughs> yeah, Darius Miles. I forgot about Darius. Yep, Darius Miles, a star of Van Wilder. Oh man, <laughs> you remember he was in Van Wilder? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> He was in a couple uh, different some, movies. Those were some rough years back then. Yeah, they 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 were, and the Ricky Davis triple double was a was definitely a low light. But then you know, <laughs> yeah. So what do you think um, their ch- their chances of getting getting the number one overall pick are? I mean, I know it's fourteen percent <laughs> technically, but um, I I'm realistically, say, you think it's going to happen? I, I think it's going to happen. I yeah. I, I think it's going to happen just to serve the rest of the NBA haterade. <laughs> <laughs> no, my somebody somebody posted my favorite response, which was the only thing that would make the NBA like pundits more angry than the Cavs winning yet another draft lottery would be if the Knicks won and took <laughs> John Morant. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there was that rumor last. Oh no, week. not the Knicks, Phoenix. I think Phoenix. because Phoenix has actually said, well, John that was would be the better rumor. fit for And them. then yeah. they came out and denied and said, no, we would still take. We we would, and then I'm like, well, if the Cavs get number two, maybe they can trade up. Yeah, <laughs> to get, which would be the ultimate Knicks move. The ultimate, yeah, or not Knicks move, uh, Suns move. Suns uh, the Suns yeah. who've had, who speaking of coaching, uh, fired Igor Kokoskov. Um, and will now be on their sixth coach in six seasons. Um, I hope they hire Mark Jackson. <laughs> I don't even think Mark Jackson wants that job. Mark Jackson would want any job that was offered to him. <laughs> Mama, so desperately there goes that man. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if there's any other job where Mark Mama, Jackson there goes that job. Could hear him. Could just listen to him self talk as much as he does on TV, and also listen to uh jeff and gundy critique officials all game long (laughs) yeah i I mean it to me is there a more overrated announcing team than those two like i liked him for a long time but it really feels like that act has gotten old oh so old and so quickly and and can van gundy just shut up about the officiating for five minutes no like apparently not it's just maddening did like, you listen to the one where he did it with his, where his brother was on? It was both Van Gundy's. Oh God! Yeah. Was it all just talk about officiating? <laughs> no, it was actually kind of good because, if I remember right, like Stan would just tell Jeff to shut up because they're <laughs> brothers, right? And so it just kind of became like kind of like comedy, but like not about the game. But I don't know who needs that. That, that, right? that would be fun. I I would enjoy that, but not probably in a. Maybe maybe a game one or a game two, but a later playoff game, I would not enjoy that much. <laughs> oh, no. I think that was a regular season game, too, okay. so that's why they did it. Yeah. Because it was like, well, this doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing, yeah, so there isn't a ton of Cavs news. I mean, not until, dealer, mid, not until of, mid-May, right? Like, we yeah. got another, like, couple of weeks before we know what happens with the with the draft pick, and then... Yeah, and you can talk a little bit about who's going to be there at 25, but, I mean, the Cavs could be picking anywhere between 1 and 5. So uh, That's if they don't package it to move up. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, to move up uh, into that number one spot. Exactly. Now, I, I, think they'll, I think they'll wind up, uh, they'll wind up 
Dan Pat and hopefully looking for value there. I just hope they are able to find it. I hope that that Dan lets Kobe do his job and that Kobe he's doesn't can show us sub six point six foot point yeah. guard. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, look. In in all fairness, like Colin Sexton wasn't sub six foot. He's just not really a point guard. No, no. I was just talking about. No, I know. <laughs> Oakland Jesus. But like, there's some interesting guys <laughs> that have declared. Shrimp. Oh right, there's some Kate there's Hilder. some interesting interesting guys that have declared. No, no, no. That, it's that you I mean, had later on in the draft. By all accounts, it is a very deep draft. But as I said earlier, you know the difference between five and fifteen doesn't appear to be that much right now. Yeah, and I'm not sure I want them to get a 2019 pick for Jr. Like I'd rather almost rather them find a team that's willing to give up a 2020 pick for yeah, JR or, or a young player. Yeah. Cause if they're any good next year, if they like on the off chance, they got Zion and it, and you were trotting out Zion, Kevin love, uh, Larry Nance jr. Colin Sexton and either Knight or, you know, whomever else they might bring okay. in. Yeah. All right. And Jetty too, like all of a sudden you're maybe not, maybe you're giving up your, your pick to the Hawks because you're not going to probably be in the top in the bottom ten. Yeah, yeah, that that's a possibility that I hope we, we face. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, like, it, it, especially with that instance, like, you want to have a first round pick, so maybe you yeah. maybe you get a 2020 for Jr's contract from somebody, which yeah, might and, be more. And I definitely palatable. think, and it helps you stay under the cap for this year, right? Contract for sure. Yeah. Because but teams, it, helps, it, it helps you stay under the cap for this year, too. Oh, yeah, and teams are going to want to get out from, or under the tax. Uh, right. Teams are going to want to get out from a contract. It, well, it as, long as, what, as long as they're careful about what Mike said last week, which is staying out of the repeater tax. Yeah, which I think they will be. I don't think Dan wants to pay the luxury tax next year. Yeah, you would hope not. But, no. but then again, maybe, maybe he doesn't care. That maybe he doesn't. Yeah. I mean... You know, I'm sure they got. A, I'm sure they got. And, and I wonder now, is he just? Does he just move money around by giving the naming rights to Rocket, Rocket Mortgage, yeah, Fieldhouse? Moving money around. Does yeah. he still? He still owns Rocket Mortgage, right? Because it's still right. part of Quicken Loans, right? And I believe he, yeah, and I believe he owns the Q, basically. Um, right, but you, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you still give a, you get something for corporate naming rights, typically. No, no, no. Yeah, he's just moving money around. You know, it's between different corporate owns, so I'm sure there's, there's ways that they maximize that. <laughs> right. You know, come tax time. a profit in one place, showing a loss in another place. Right. Yeah. Come, come tax time. A right. lot of accounting tricks. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know how that goes. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so I don't I don't have too much else to talk about. I mean, I I know it'd be amazing if we kept the podcast under an hour. Well, yeah, we should do that. <laughs> yeah, well, we're getting close. So, anything to pitch this coming up or uh, uh, that you watched or listen to? Um, no, I mean Avengers opens tonight. So, obviously, although I am not going to see it, and I'm not going to see it for until next Tuesday because oh, okay. I'm flying up to. Uh, I'm flying up to uh, Washington State to help my son drive home from college because he's oh, done okay. with exams at the end of next week. So, but I'm going to fly up a little early because it's his birthday on Tuesday. So, oh nice, and, yeah. yeah so and you're going to watch it when you get back. Yeah, well, no, we're going to watch it up there. We're going to go oh, to okay. a nice. we're going to go to a theater up up near. <laughs> Make it an afternoon because it's a three and a half hour movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like we're going to go out. I'm going to get there. We're going to go have dinner, birthday dinner, and then go see Avengers. So yeah, we're going to um, we're going Sunday at like noon. So I was not going to go see it in the first two days. I was not going to deal with that madness. Yeah, <laughs> probably wise. <laughs> I think it's got it's going to be. They say it could have a billion dollar global opening this weekend. I don't so. doubt it. Yeah, that that kind of stuff's on my Murtaugh list. <laughs> Getting too old for this bleep. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. So yeah, I don't have too much to pitch. Um, I will. Uh, I Are will you pitch. watching Game of Thrones? I I do. Yeah. I I of course. Uh, you know. So spoiler alert. If uh, you don't want to know what happens on the first two episodes of Game of Thrones, turn off now of this season. Uh, but 
Yeah, it was uh, the last episode was pretty good. Um, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm a little wary of where they're taking it. Like, I don't want right. to see them set up all the people that they set up as the good guy end up being the bad guy and that kind of thing. So, right. I, I, but I'm just gonna enjoy the ride. Um, you know, as, that's probably for the best. As as I called it, uh, last it it's like Game of Thrones greatest hits. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, but that's usually what final seasons yeah. are about, anyways, right? I mean, when you yeah. when you're trying to wrap it up, it's like, well, let's just let's just play the hits and it's the reunion too. Go out, go out big, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but uh, the oh, who's Maisie Williams' character? I can't remember. I don't know. I don't want to. Shockingly, oh, okay. Well, I'm sure you heard about the Maisie Williams had a love scene in the uh, show, and it was as somebody who we've watched since she was like nine years old in show years. I think she was much older in real life. Right. Um, it's, it was a little bit shocking, uh, for a lot of people to deal with, but I, to me it was tastefully done. I did, but All right. it was, it was just, uh, and, and the actors that they do have a lot of really good actors on there. I mean, uh, the girl that plays, um, uh, Brianna Tarth, uh, the super tall actress—I can't remember her name. I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. The very mm-hmm. tall blonde. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't. I honestly, I've only ever seen one episode. In that oh, way. yeah, but I figured you just knew every actress in. Uh... Not everybody. I probably should, but yeah, I think yeah. I know who you mean though. The tall blonde, yeah, yeah, who's I'm like friends with name, Maisie Williams. Um, it Gwendolyn Christie. Gwendolyn oh, okay. Christie was fantastic. Like she had one scene that pretty much just like stole the entire episode uh, and she was fantastic. And other than that, it was, I I mean, that was the highlight. And then that was, it was kind of the calm before the big battle with all the zombies uh, coming up. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. And yeah, I probably should watch the show. I'm just very, I I get contrarian sometimes. And I, I watched the first, yeah, I know. Right. (laughs) I watched the first couple episodes and I was like, "Eh, it does start slow. Yeah. And then people are like, "Oh my god, this is the greatest show ever!" And and at that point, I'm like, "Nah." Why and then I just say seasons two through four, two, three, and four were outstanding television, like some of the best television you've ever seen. And then five was okay, six was just bad, and mm. seven, I'm in a wait and see mode. And the first half of season one. It, it gets started pretty slow, right. but it does pick up a lot. We'll see. I'm There's sure I'll go back. I, I'm, I'm a total binge watcher, so I'll, I'll probably just go back and once it's all over, you know, sometime I'll just go back and watch everything. So I don't have to yeah, wait. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of the way to do it, too. It's the way I did Breaking Bad. It's the way I did oh, yeah. Dexter. A lot of the big shows. I just I just didn't have the time to, to get into them early on, and then by the time I did, I'm like, eh, I'll just wait. And now... <laughs> Now that now that there's Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and you know you can pretty much watch whatever you want whenever you want. Although who knows how much longer there'll be Netflix now that everybody's pulling their content. I just uh, read today. Oh, they'll still be fine. Oh, I know. I I read. But yeah, you're right. Disney Plus will be the new. Well, and then I heard Universal's pulling Friends and The Office sometime next year, which is somebody told me forty percent of the streaming on. and I know this is true at my house. Forty percent of the streaming on Netflix is The Office. Yeah, <laughs> which it's true. I, I mean, literally, we watch The Office every night while we're having dinner, and we yeah. just stream it off Netflix. So, <laughs> and it's, it's like, an evergreen. It's an evergreen show. It's 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 pretty comedic even now. And so. and I think the big part of it is is yeah yeah that's my pitch for the this week is The Office. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the episode where they have the dinner party at Michael's house. Uh, with with his kooky oh. girlfriend Jan, <laughs> yeah, the, on the with the tiny television set, yeah, the and, tiny uh, television set, and then Dwight shows up for just no apparent reason, right? And because he doesn't want to be excluded, the look on Pam's face when Dwight shows up of sheer delight is yeah, <laughs> is is the best, and yeah, that I mean it's a great show, and I'm sure I hope none of those people ever have to work because Lord knows it's making enough money online. Well, they I read they the all rights still on that work are pretty. Like, Forty oh, to a hundred yeah. million. Yeah. yeah, they all still work pretty regularly. I mean, oh yeah, especially with majors. Yeah. Well, what's his name? Uh, Krasinski has become a writer director too. Yeah, so. and he's on probably one of the more popular Amazon shows, uh, Jack, the Jack Ryan yep. show. 
um, or as I like to call it, uh, <laughs> homeland life. Home, or well, no, it's it's more like a homeland for uh, over thirty-five year old women, <laughs> right? <laughs> Who just want to fantasize about John Krasinski, uh, who's been working out for like the last year. Yeah. Um, yeah, my, you know my, he he my wife he, fan, he tested for uh, he tested for Captain America. Initially. He would have been a good Captain America. Yeah, I think he almost he's almost too straight. Laced well, here's it. here's another crazy story. His current wife, um, Emily Blunt, yeah, was supposed to be Black Widow. Interesting. And she couldn't do it because of a movie that. Um, that was at, at she had a she had a deal at Fox to do this other movie Gulliver's Travels and they wouldn't let her out so she couldn't go be black oh, she God, go be what, Black Widow. What a movie to miss out on being Black Widow for. Yeah, well, although, she was pissed. She was upset about that. Well, I, although I think Scarlett Johansson. I mean, I well, don't sure now, but like if you great. go back in time. No, no, no. I'm like, just saying I've enjoyed her as Black Widow. I don't think she was all that great in the Avengers movies, but. For me, I really loved her in Winter Soldier. I thought she was fantastic in Winter Soldier, which is my yeah. favorite Marvel. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good... So, what's your top five Marvel movies? Did we have this before or no? I don't think so. Okay. So um, what's, your t- what's your top five? Top five. Well, I haven't seen this new one. Well, yeah, obviously. I have a feeling it'll be in the top five. Okay. So, I'm with you on Winter Soldier. That's, that's right up there. Yeah, that's um, my favorite. I got to say, number two for me is Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, I'm, I'm, really with I'm with you on that. Enjoy from yeah. the soundtrack to the writing, comedy, the characters. Watiti's fantastic. Yep, I really like. Uh, I really like the first Guardians. Movie. Yeah, me too. That's in my top five. That's probably my number three. And um, I just, I really like the first, the first Avengers. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I feel like we have the same list. Yeah, yeah, I well, like the. First Avengers, and then I my top rounding out my type five is probably Black Panther. Although I I think I appreciate much like the Oscars, I appreciate the achievement of Black Panther and like the set design and the the music and um, the cinematography more than the actual story because yep. I, the the story is a little bit boilerplate. Yeah, I agree. Um, but they've grafted some really interesting things onto it. So yeah, I'd probably be just outside my top five. Yeah. Okay. So what's your number five? <clears throat> well, let's see. So Civil War. Probably Civil War. Yeah. yeah I Civil, Civil War is pretty good. Well, I like the Russo brothers too. Yeah. Mainly because they're from they're from Cleveland. So yeah, and they shot a lot of stuff in Cleveland. So yeah, yeah, that'd be my top five. And then yeah, I probably have Civil War six, and then I would say uh, Infinity War seven. Yeah. I think Infinity War may may shift up or down based on how Endgame turns yeah. out. And I also wonder why they didn't make it a trilogy. Or you they, mean because it's because it's like seven hours because worth of it's movies? three hours worth of movies? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's true because they. You, it's surprising they would pass because up because then uh, the opportunity to make if more money. If they made it a trilogy, it'd be nine hours worth of movies. That's why. <laughs> That's right. That'll <laughs> ah, be fine. I've it heard good things fine. so far. I've heard. I've heard like. I've heard mostly positive things. Okay, from yeah. People Don't that tell me any more the... spoilers. Oh, no, no, no. I just, just yeah. said no spoilers. Just that people coming out of the premiere on Monday out here were generally positive. They were, Good. they were all saying it, it, it hits the right notes and it's three hours, but you don't feel like it's three hours. <laughs> well, there you go. And yeah. and we speaking of three hours, we missed our mark and we're at an Damn. hour and five. But all right, well, let's cut it off. Then. <laughs> yeah, it's the shortest Cavs the Blog podcast in a while, and hopefully. By uh, the next time uh, we talk, we'll have a little more clarity on the Cavs coaching situation, and um, you know maybe we'll have some more uh, content on CTB. I, I got to apologize; we were a little light this week, but uh, or a lot light this week. <laughs> but uh, we've got some stuff coming next week, and draft profiles coming, and and all that kind of stuff. And it is not as if you know if you are curious there's plenty of places to find that out on the web and maybe one of the things we need to do is start doing some uh, links to the present so you may you may see that uh coming up on Cavs of Blood. True. Uh and uh and we'll see how the Browns do in the next couple of days. Yeah, maybe they'll trade back into the first round. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, how are are the are the tribe getting their heads above water? Yeah, they seem to be. They're back up to 13 and 10 and 
They uh, let's see. They were people are getting they're getting healthy. Lindor's yeah, back. Lindor's healthy and back. Let's see. They were up on the they're up on the Astros. Did they beat them? No, not yet. They're up two one on the Astros in the bottom of the ninth with Brad okay. hand pitching. So. Okay, well that sounds good. So yeah, as always, go Cavs. Go Cavs. Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blogs podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger. There's a fire. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.